And we're back. And Lofi, you're gonna say something anti-Semitic. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> there's these people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, so uh, it was uh, maybe a month or two ago. Yeah. Um, what are you, I was with uh, Tina and uh, um, Christina Jizz. Yeah, your girlfriend and, Tina. Yeah. And Christina Jizz, Frank, uh, they've been on the podcast before. You guys remember them from the earlier episodes. Yeah. Um, we were uh, walking to this uh, spot in uh, downtown LA. Yeah. And there was this, uh, uh, what, do, what do you call them? Uh, derelicts? I want to say you call them derelicts. Like, uh, just kind of crazy people just kind of, like, shouting yeah, stuff, sure. like, in just randomly in the middle of the street. Yeah. You can dare lick my balls, Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, like, I remember he was just, like, yelling at anybody that walked by. And, was, like, and I remember, like, we were walking by. And, was, like, and he was, like, yelling at something that somebody just, like, in front of me was doing or something. And it's like, oh, look at this guy. Look at this Jew over here. I was like, oh shit! Who's he talking to? Oh, me! I, oh. I, th- I think he meant like the the, the bun. Well, he thought it was yarmulke. Yeah, I like a yarmulke. Oh, I was shit. like, oh shit! <laughs> Gotta talk about this on the podcast. Wait, why know? do you have a man bun? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just a bun. Like it doesn't make me less of a man because I'm insecure. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, it was just some random shit. Like, oh wow. <laughs> He, the way he says the set it was like, oh my god, like look at this Jew, like with anger like, in his heart. It was just like heart. kind of volatile. He's just like yelling at everything, like, oh look at this tree over here, look at this building over here, oh look at this, look at this Jew over here, you know, just like out of nowhere. Jeez, I'm like oh shit. Did you get offended? Uh, no, I was just like, damn, I didn't know how to react to it. Oh. I'm like oh shit, what do I do? Save for the podcast. And that's yeah, kind of like the motto, pretty much. Man, that's a one hell of a way to start it. Well, folks, we've been MIA for a while. Uh, apologize for that, but I have been away for a while. <laughs> so it's our first episode. In a, no in podcast a awareness, right? Hopefully, you guys get a chance to catch up on the episodes, um, so we're all caught up, and then we can start doing our thing. Um, which got some man, so much to catch up. And what what you been up to, Lofi? Besides, we getting called Jews and shit. Oh, just making light of my nationality. Uh, just. Uh, I was talking about this. I was talking about this the other day with uh, a buddy of mine who, um, from work over there in Texas. Shout out to you, Javon. But uh, you know, I was whatever. Like, oh, what do you, uh, for certain phrases in different languages? And it was like, because I, uh, I guess I have that kind of look that where uh, it's almost ambiguous. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, I could pass for a Jew or uh, or uh, Arabic or a Russian or a. Um, or even Japanese, you know, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And, it's, and so I'm like, yeah, I think I, whatever language I speak, that I I, I take on that form of that uh, ethnicity. <laughs> if I start speaking <laughs> Spanish, I look like someone from Narcos, Mexico, which very chameleon. Yeah, I guess so. Or if I start speaking in, in Russian, yeah, okay, I could get the Joseph Stalin look on by, you know, that kind of thing. You know, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, it's just uh, the racing is always funny to me. Like this type of people. Even some Japanese people, they look fucking... They can pass for Mexican, you know what I mean? Have you ever seen people like that? Like a Japanese-Mexican or a Mexican-Japanese? For someone that looks like they can... Ambiguous, but something that you wouldn't even think they can pass for. Like, it's obvious an Eastern European can pass oh, okay. for uh, a Middle Eastern. But when it's someone like, damn, Japanese people can pass for Hispanics, you know? Yeah, that's kind of a stretch. Yeah. I think it seems like it's kind of a stretch. I don't know. Yeah, um, and, it, and I mean, I, I, well, I mean, I I, I, I think... I, I've never been to Japan. So no, but know. it's a fair assessment to say I watch more Japanese television than you. Is that okay? Uh, Is I, that fair to say? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you'll see these actors like, he's Japanese, he can pass for Mexican. Hmm. You know, something like that, right? 
No, man. Okay, I'll show you some shows. So what's new, man? Loki, what's new on your side? Uh, By the way, is this the uh, Oh Brother Without the Hour soundtrack? Yes, okay, it is. Cool, yeah. I tried to play some Christmas music earlier, but it just wasn't in, so. I don't think that's picking up either. Uh, it doesn't matter. We can hear it. Cool. Um, shit, man. Uh, had our uh, Christmas party today. Oh, uh, yeah. Tell me about it. You're still a little drunk for me, right? Now. A little. Uh, very drunk. Uh, <laughs> You're not drinking now. Or is that on purpose? Oh, no, no, no. I was just like going to finish my sentence. Oh, gotcha. So I was going to go get around, you know, three and a half. You know. Oh, gotcha. What was uh, what was went down? Uh, we went to this uh, hotel down the street because, you know, I work in... Uh, uh, no. Um, from L.A.? From uh, work, you know, because okay. I work... Just Literally right across the street from LAX. Yeah, I know and, where um, you work at. I've been. I go, I went down there for some pickups and deliveries, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah, that stuff we can't talk about. I get you. I get Just you. like um, barrels and equipment from some <laughs> wink, <out> wink. <laughs> Raytheon is there. There's a lot oh, of really? there's a lot of military contractors over there. Oh I'll okay. So yeah, oh, I, I'm familiar sense. with the area you work at. Yeah. So um, I guess they have their Christmas party, like you know, at one of the hotels, like just like just across the way, you know. And um, I don't know, just free alcohol. I just was a casual dress too. Uh, no, I changed like when I got home. Oh, okay. Like I just got home like a little bit ago. Was it just workers, or were you allowed to bring dates and stuff? Uh, no, it was just workers. Oh, okay. How was it? Uh, it was pretty cool, man. Yeah. Pretty cool, just getting drunk with the office. I uh, actually. Like the best part of the day, um, was um, is when you knock on the door of your best friend and you're hoping he doesn't come out. What? <laughs> For a split second, you're hoping he's took off to California. Oh man, that's a reference to something I, I just can't remember. It's good about hunting. Oh, <laughs> but he's like the best part of my day <laughs> is when I knock on your door and you're not gonna co- and I hope you don't come out because you moved on and did something with your life. <laughs> you know what, <laughs> what was that shit that he says? Um, it's not your fault. It. Yeah, it's, it's not, not your fault. I remember I tried to steal that. And, <laughs> 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 and I said that to this girl because uh, I was going through something. <laughs> and I remember, your fault. yeah, <laughs> and I remember looking back. I was like, "You're such a jackass, dude!" <laughs> well, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I remember stealing that from that movie, and she was just like confused. Like, yeah, I know it's not my fault. It doesn't mean it fucking hurts any less or whatever. You just have to keep saying it. But I, yeah, but saying. I kept saying it, <laughs> and I hugged her, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just remember being like, "This isn't working. <laughs> this isn't happening like the movies." <laughs> yeah. I guess you have to keep going until they break. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Nope, didn't happen, man. Just stay there with awkward hugging, and uh, it, was, it was too funny. Dude. Oh man, awkward hugs. Have you ever done that? Like steal, oh, so- yeah. steal something or, from a movie that uh, try to try to play it off as your own. Oh man, I know I have. I know I have. Especially like because we watch so many yeah. fucking movies that we know we're gonna do something from something that's obscure, and no one will get and, like, it. I know they don't know. Yeah, this, exactly, like, exactly. <laughs> I'm about to change her life right now. You know. <laughs> It reminds me of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where uh, Frank constantly is remembering the pl- <laughs> the plot to his part of his life. <laughs> and he thinks he's just... But the way he talks about it so nonchalantly, because he's like, oh, yeah, I remember this one time, you know, uh, I went crazy after Vietnam, and I don't know, I, I fought this cops in this small town. It was a big bloody mess, whatever, man, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> he's like, uh, Frank, I think, you're, I think that's a plot to Rambo. <laughs> he's like, what? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, you're remembering Rambo. What are you talking? 
Oh man, speaking of Coen Brothers or Brother Without the, have you seen the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? Oh no, I have not. I have not. I heard great things about it. So I got the notification for it, like when it came out, right? No, no, I'm sorry. I saw the trailer for it about a week before it came out. I was like, Coen Brothers, I'm in, no matter what. But then I saw, oh, so one of our favorite character actors, uh, Tim Blake Nelson's in it. Is, oh yeah. And uh, and I saw the trailer, and, and the trailer is fascinating, but the title under misinformed me. So, because it actually, um, it's a bunch of short stories. It's hmm. not, so it's a bunch of short stories from the, it's almost an anthology. So it's an anthology movie set in the, in the West during the 1800s. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so in the, the ballad, I mean, the, the ballad of Buster Schroots, that's only the title of the first short story. So I, so I'm assuming this whole movie is about Tim Blake Nelson's character, and then when she realizes it's over after ten minutes, like, oh shit, okay, never mind. So once you adjust to that, like, I have a favorite, uh, a favorite one, but they're all, they're just really, really good, and it's some big name actors you'll recognize. A few, uh, like James Franco has a story. Um, Liam Neeson has a story. Oh, nice. But uh, for the most part, it, like my favorite one is with no actors that I even recognize. So you know that it's that kind of thing. But it, it's it's I like when they do that, like or rather out there type of environment. I love set themselves in a in an unfamiliar setting. Okay, you know what yeah. I mean, like something like oh okay, yeah. so this isn't set like a Fargo or like a or a Big Lebowski or a No Country for Old. It's set in, it's set in a time where it's almost. Not necessarily mystical, but otherworldly, you know? Another time and place. It, so it gives you a different feeling where you can kind of have a little bit more fun with it while you're enjoying the movie. Well, they do that with, like, the way that they make their movies, even mm-hmm. if it's, like, a... Like, a like you could say, it's like, oh, it's at a grocery store, but then you watch the movie, it's like, yeah, it's at a grocery store, but, like, it, it's still... Um, something like, oh, shit, like... Like, it's still, like, another world, in a way. But it's not. Well, I think I think what I really love about Coen Brothers. Well, there's two types of Coen Brothers movies. There's dark and dark comedy. That's essentially what they have, and they have this kind of um, way of down. Him and Wes, oh them and Wes Anderson have this way of downplaying um, the serious, the, the finality of death. Do you know what I mean by that? Okay. So they have a way of like making a, a good story, or they're just kind of so nonchalant. There's no, like for Wes Anderson, there's no express. Nothing goes over. There's no actor that goes over the top. Everybody just kind of reacts subtly to everything. Okay. You know what I mean by that? Uh, like one uh, a perfect example is the Grand Budapest Hotel, when um, William Defoe's character, who is like basically the villain, villain. Right, he fucking kicks Jeff, Jeff Goldblum's cat out the window, <laughs> and Jeff Goldblum's reaction isn't, "Oh shit, what the fuck?" He's just like, "Did you throw my cat out the window?" <laughs> so it's just, but it, he's obviously upset, but he the way he reacts is so subtle. Coen Brothers do the same thing with their dark comedies, where that's the way they kind of treat death. It's not, it's not uh, an over. It's not something that's the way it's treated in other films, where it's it's supposed to hit you hard and meaningful, and it's supposed to you're supposed to get tear jerky over a character right, for some, right here just like that's what happens in a Coen Brothers movie that's what happens in life and you move on you know and it's, it's like good. it's not a Marvel movie you're not expecting them to come back at one point or another nope you accept it and you move on and you're kind of that's the way you approach your life <laughs> yep like no big deal that's how shit happens shit happens you know? yeah. yeah that's pretty good yeah, 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 like, that like that. That. yeah. <laughs> are there any other um, 
film like that kind of ha- give that away? I mean, give that vibe? Um, well, like you mentioned, Wes Anderson. Uh, yeah. I love dogs. Yeah. I, have I love dogs. Yeah. Um, well, uh, it's like there's like a premise where um, where like the whole thing about I love dogs, it starts like right at the very beginning. I I won't try to give Is this too a much sequel to Must Love Dogs? I love dogs. <laughs> Was it um, John shoot. Cusack and uh, Mimi Rogers? No, was it Mimi? No, no, it was uh, Jude, Ju- uh, Jude, not Jude Law. Um, Must Love Dogs. Must love a fucking dogs. sequel to Hannibal, sequel to Shines of Lambs. What's her face? Oh, um, like the original one or the Julianne Moore one? Julianne Moore. Isn't that uh, John Cusack and Julianne Moore, Must Love Dogs? Oh, is that what that... Oh, I'm thinking of like a completely different movie. I'm Which one are you thinking of? I thought it was something about like pets and shit. What? Like so, something about pets. Who was the actresses you thought was in it? I thought it was Mimi Rogers. Mimi Rogers. Unless I'm just like... Where was she in a movie with pets? I don't know, man. Uh, apparently, shit, I'm about to look, <laughs> look this up. I'm just embarrass myself. Okay, well, go ahead. What were you saying? But um, I have a dog plot. Uh, just um, yeah. I, I again, saw the trailers and all that, and yeah, I know it's in the same vein as uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, right? Like a stop motion type thing, or oh uh, yeah, or claymation. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, it's actually uh, one of the things on the plane, so maybe I'll check it out on uh, my way back. Hmm. But it was a good one, man. Especially yeah. the soundtrack. Again, you know, like uh, Wes Anderson soundtracks just never fail. Never. I think fail there's um, him and Quentin are the only ones that I've I have yeah. every single one of their soundtracks. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. You know. Um, but um, it, it's a uh, basically where um, there's like a disease, you know, that you know that uh dogs get, and then you know they kind of quarantine them on this island. And then there's this like uh you know what island it is in Japan? Uh I don't think it's a real one. I don't oh, remember okay. what it was. But um I mean there are a thousand islands on there right here. It's a what do you call it? Archipelago? Okay. So is that what you call it? Archipelago, yeah. yeah. But anyway, you know, like you know, they try to like kinda of quarantine like all these diseased dogs on this island. And um there's this kid, you know, like where his uh dog gets sent over. And he goes over to find it. Like, oh, he built, like, cool. this little rocket. And, or not a rocket. Like, kind of like a plane. Uh, but uh, he goes over to try to find his dog. And, um, and of course, you know, you have your celebrity, you know, voices that voice all these different dogs. Yeah. But uh, even though it's, like, stop motion and, you know, animated in that regard. But it's still it's still really good, man. Yeah, yeah that's all I'll say, you know. I just don't want to give it away. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely checking it out. I mean, he... Seen, I don't know why I, that one I didn't I didn't see right away. I'm not I have no idea why because Gwen wanted to see it, Tom wanted to see it, which is rarity for him. And then we, I think we just with the traveling is very difficult. I think yeah. Lately I've been just a lot of traveling. So <clears throat> and then even with the mood, like we still need to go see Bohemian Rhapsody. We haven't seen. Oh, I haven't seen that either. Still want to go see it. Man. And there's movies like you want to see, but the I'm like nah, but they want to see it too. So let me not go by myself. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I think okay. there's that kind of aspect to it. Yeah. And then when we get home, well, there's a shitload of shows we need to catch up on <laughs> that we, you know, there's you know whole freaking season three of the Good Place that you know we watch together. We can't f is for fan. You know, there's so many things to do together that you can't. And you got like right even today, like Tom's waiting for me to get home so we could finish Starship Troopers and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, you know, like. There's so much stuff to catch up on, playing catch up, you know, but that's also kind of the fun part of it too, you know. It's cool, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I like that. I can imagine, yeah. I like that stuff. Yeah. Uh, what else, man? What you want to besides like that's what happened to you today? What what's been going on in your life lately? Any uh big changes? Uh changes. Can't wait for that biopic. Who would be your Bowie? A great Bowie. Uh, uh, Remy Malik, I guess. Fuck no. <laughs> you know why I don't want to see that? You know why I have a thing against that movie? Because cause I I was balls on board for fucking Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, to same. Do same. Pretty Mercury. Same 100%. And I keep Absolutely. seeing, hearing these interviews of his ideas for it and what he really wanted to do was like, that's Freddie Mercury, man. And the, the reason that the, uh, they didn't go through is because Brian May and the rest of the band were disagreeing with the direction of how the movie was to be portrayed. Oh, man. I was like, this is why fucking uh, Freddie Mercury left your ass in the first place, because you all <laughs> fucking control freaks and don't want to have fun. Have someone who's exactly like Freddie Mercury, who is Sasha Baron Cohen. He's someone who just wanted to, who didn't give a fuck, you know? And that would that's a guy to portray, but no, you guys, this is very upsetting. That's my beef against it, you know? <laughs> I wonder what that would have been like, man. Cause, uh, like, like I said, like I haven't seen it either. Yeah, I want to watch it, and I heard about like you know Sasha Baron Cohen from like it's been years, you know. You yeah, know, it was. I remember when it was the air, but pre-production and the look he had was perfect. Yeah, I seen like uh, some just like random pictures, you know. Like, yeah, I always thought he was. I was like, oh shit, good actor. He's a legit good actor. If you see him in other stuff besides the uh, the Nathan for You type of stuff he does oh, yeah. oh man are you watching that between sasha are you watching that um this is america show that he has oh no 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 one of the writers is nathan fielder from nathan for you oh is it really? who, yeah so i was like shit he and who also specializes in playing on the crowd you know type of thing <laughs> like a lot of his stuff is where he plays a straight man just like sasha and uh and it's people reacting around him you know and that's kind of man i fucking love i was re-watching one of the episodes on the plane yesterday and i so um, that I think that's my favorite kind of comedy. That that um, like it's Eric Andre, it's Nathan Fielder, it's Sasha Baron Cohen. It's these people who play the straight man without breaking character and that's make good, other yeah. people feel uncomfortable. But they're but it's all in. It, but if you're in on the joke, you're in on the joke. If you don't get it, you don't get it. Like some people, you know, I try to show some of my friends some Eric Andre stuff that I was watching earlier today and they're just like, what is this? <laughs> like, this, this is fucking, this feels stupid. And I'm like, fuck, man, you don't get it, man. It's so good. Then Nathan Fielder, some stuff's like, this is the most boring show ever. And I'm, oh, in, in my, and I'm blowing my head. The most boring show? This is literally the funniest shit <laughs> I've ever seen. Dude, oh my God. And then, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, that's legit. I think, you know, the, obviously the different types of comedy there is around the world, but that has to be my favorite kind of comedy. That kind of, what I, what would you call it? Um, uh, it's got to have a name, right? I think the closest thing that it could come to is like maybe cringe humor. <sighs> no, it's not cringe humor. That that that's closer to like those shock shock uh, shock humor. Well, like you know, watching uh, Practical Jokers because that's like one of my favorite shows. That's a great know? show. We know we watch that with the the kids all the time. That's, we never miss this show because it's fucking hilarious it's and it's cringe humor yeah. because no, I think it's the un- uncomfortableness. That, that's definitely not country. I would not put that kind of humor in the same boat as Nathan Fielder or Sasha Baron Cohen. Okay. Yeah, that like, has a different name to okay, that. Okay, I'll call that cringe humor because I think that's what ha- has its effect as the things that they have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's kind of like, oh, man. That's too broad. I think it has to be more specific. Um, it's too broad. Because uh, um, you, you cook out anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. Cringe humor. Hmm. So it has. I mean, let's try to figure it out. Let's try to figure out a name for that type of comedy. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Uh, just um, 
postmodern expression is. No, oh, shit. <laughs> in the 2000s, not the 1800s, you know. Um, like, uh, I guess, like, reality TV hum- humor? I don't know. Mm. Just... It's not like it's anything new, though. So it's not, it doesn't belong in the news. So. There's this actually, speaking of the new place, the good place, excuse me, there's a great joke <clears throat> that um, that is in the same vein, but. <laughs> Are you are you familiar with the show The Good Place? Uh, Good Place. No, I'm not. It's no. actually kind of based on the this French play called No Exit, where there's uh, like three or four people who are different archetypes, but they're trapped in purgatory and they don't know it yet. And it's a very it's it's. Did you ever take any philosophy class in college or anything like that, or study it? Or yeah. Okay. Is so, it kind of like waiting for Godot? No. No, but it but but if you if you if you took a philosophy one one. This kind of uh, the show is right up your alley okay. because it's all it talks. It's all different types of forms of philosophy, and I'm mostly mostly dealing with like uh, existentialism and and um, or idealism. But it's so I mean, how to put it? It's so smart, but they're so it, it's smart and it's clever in two different ways. So I'll, I'll give you the example. So okay. Jay, this is one of the characters' name is Jason, who's like the dumbest person on earth type of thing, right? <laughs> and he, but on an innocent way. So it's almost like you're like, oh, how? Like it's not his fault? Yeah, or exactly. That's how it comes off. <laughs> but he has a painting of, um, who's that one dude that does like uh, Mike Kalengo, the impressions, the comedian, Mike Kalengo or Caligo or Frank Caligo? Ka- Ka- Shit, was Ka- uh, Caliente or Frank uh, Caliente, right? Or, uh, um, sh- you know who I'm talking about now, though, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Frank Fr- from uh, Matt TV. Was, was yeah, he was on Matt TV yeah. for a while. Uh, yeah, Frank Calengo, I think, or Calego, whatever it I'll is. Look it up, yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> he's just like, okay, so I somebody must have told him whatever. He says like, oh, that's my impressionist painting, and it's. <laughs> It's a painting of an impressionist, <laughs> but, he, <laughs> but he thinks it's an impressionist painting. <laughs> that's such a fucking good joke. That's such a good joke. Oh, that's his, that's his impressionist painting. Like, like, is it almost like a joke within a joke? But people it's only funny. get like the surface of it, like if they get it at all. Yeah. But then there's like that other layer where it's like, hey, you know, it's like the joke is. Like a joke beyond the joke, maybe. And I think uh, that's what I'll call that kind of humor, like inside humor. Uh, okay. So inside that's humor. what we could call something like Nathan for you or Eric Andre or or uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Like, oh, that's got to be inside humor, right? Because like, it's only like, funny. It's almost niche. It has to be. Uh, in, uh, it, yeah, because it's only funny to the people who get it. Every joke is only funny to the people who get it, right? Right, but right, right. But this is the type of thing that you know you're going to alienate your audience you know you're gonna alienate a majority of your audience, but you don't give a fuck because that let, Andy Kaufman's a perfect another perfect example. Oh, okay, right? huh. that kind of humor. That's a good one. Yeah, when I call it cringe, that's what I mean. It's not too broad. You need something more specific. But Andy Kaufman's a perfect example of that. He, uh, as far as I know, as, um, as, as as modern times, he might have originated it. Even you know, I can't even tell you anybody who's more popular that doesn't have that type of yeah. So what would you call that Andy Kaufman type of humor? Hmm. Or, or since he is the original, should we call it Kafkaesque? You know, Kafkaesque. So oh, nobody that's... did it before him. I'm just I'm trying, trying to think to, at this I point. Just, has know? to be right. Has to be someone before him that kind of like played the played pranks on everybody. 
but it only the people but what if you knew you're in on the, if you knew that andy's not really like that this was amazing because oh look how he's upsetting everybody look how he's getting people to believe how fucking you know jackass he is right yeah Damn. love that what a way to put that you know like um shit you know like it's almost like you have to like not understand the joke for it to be a joke yeah for it to have its full effect maybe you know yeah and it's almost you have to be like an outsider to that to like you know like you know uh, the comedian and then the effect he's forcing you to um he's forcing you to i don't know because it's like he has the ultimate omniscience on this one like one of my favorite scenes from man on the moon is him and uh danny devito's character oh no no i'm sorry paul giamatti's character where they're just when they're purposely fucking up the tracking on the special on the TV. <laughs> yeah. and to them the idea the idea of people getting up to it to hit their tv or adjusting it when no, that was pretty when good. there's absolutely nothing good. wrong with it is hilarious <laughs> and uh you know will ferrell does this as well uh but it, it but for them the idea of doing that is what's so funny to them will ferrell did this <clears throat> with the whole entire movie of casa de mi padre did mm-hmm. you ever see that one uh it's the one he did in, in all Spanish. Spanish, right? Very funny movie. Very funny. And uh, on its own. But now, and then when you hear the interview behind it, uh, like I remember hearing Will Ferrell speak about the reason he did that movie is because he thought it would be funny. Him and his friends, whoever, the, I think it was Adam McKay Adam, and Greg does. Garcia, whoever the producers were, uh, the him and the friends, wouldn't it be funny if out of nowhere I did a, a whole movie in Spanish and whatever? And that idea to them, like, yeah, that'd be hilarious. So the movie isn't even about the movie. the The whole joke is the fact that Will Ferrell did an entire movie in Spanish <laughs> just to fuck with people who were to think like Will, did, Will Ferrell did a whole movie in Spanish. <laughs> and that's to them, that's the whole point of the joke. And the movie is just an afterthought. The fact the movie is great and on its own and it's funny for its worst bad effect, purposely bad effects and all that. That that's that's his own separate thing. But the whole point behind why they did it. Is what's what's the real joke, and I I love that. Like, goddamn, that's so good, man. That's Kafka esque type comedy, you know. Like at its very core, what would you call comedy? Like uh, some, uh, you know, I guess just something laugh, that makes people the language laugh. of the soul. Uh, uh, I'm uh, familiar with the works of Pablo Neruda. <laughs> you know, some philosophers think you have to earn your soul. <laughs> I always thought that was good. That was such a good conversation. Yeah, I always yeah. thought that was a great yeah. conversation. Simpsons joke right there, yeah, guys. Very oh well. man. Dude, I remember that. It, and that's like not until like uh, that's actually such a good episode. I mean, I, I, of course it is, but like you get a little bit of heartfelt uh, Bart from there because he um, he kisses Lisa on the cheek, and that's a clencher. That's a clencher for that because it breaks everything about how Bart's character is supposed to react. He legit went through an entire night of suffering. He legit went through something that <clears throat> he didn't realize how much it meant to him until after he quote unquote lost it. And then he, uh, and then it was done as a gesture after a night of, and in, 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 in a prayer almost to a surrendering. So basically when he's, pr- when someone prays who never gives a fuck about God or whatever you call God at the time, but when someone ends up praying, that's complete surrendering. He's like, done. okay, he's give up. It's Odysseus, right? That's that story. That's that okay. story arc of Odysseus. When at the very end, he finally, you know, because the whole his point Odyssey, of the, right? yeah, his, yeah, yeah, at the whole point of the Odyssey, he's against, uh, he's against the gods. The whole reason they're punishing him is because he th- he thinks he can do it without the gods' help. And then at the very end, when he finally like, oh, fine, Poseidon, you win. 
or whatever the f- he surrenders completely then he gets to go home and that's kind of what happened with bart he's little one night odyssey type thing right finally at the end he just gives up prays to you know to god and he's like yeah i'm sorry boom paper lands right in and it was a gesture from of all people, uh, Lisa, Lisa, who yeah. are, for the most part, nemesises, would you say? Uh, at the very least, contrary to each other, right? Something like that, yeah. They're brother and sister. They fucking fight. Of course, you know, that. yeah. But he gives up all the posturing, and he just and he, and he says, thank you, and kisses her on the cheek. That moment right there, like, fuck. Uh, that's, that's a great redemption point arc for, for Bart right there. Like, it's such a good story when you look at it like that. And, of course, with all the... Um, I mean, these are Harvard writers that are writing the stories at this point. So, I, mean, I don't even know if it was Conan's episode specifically, but these are guys who... Uh, yeah, all the I writers... Then, yeah, I think yeah. all the writers were, were were Harvard grads at the time, right? Oh, yeah. So, these yeah, are real yeah. smart people who are putting this kind of philosophical take on the on the searching for a soul you know they don't and and, and it's it's well cleverly hidden behind the fact that it's a stupid cartoon for adults uh, for kids right oh no man yeah that's it's something for everybody man that no i'm saying that's the that's the whole point it's hidden behind the fact that it's like you're supposed to dismiss it because if you're not smart enough to look past it and realize what's really they're really telling you it's you know the whole Sark part thing. You can e- how easily dismissible because it's something as animation. Like look beyond it, dude. There's really shit going on here, you know. And you just gotta open your mind to it. You know? <clears throat> I love that episode. Fucking love that episode, man. Yeah. That, that's the thing about The Simpsons, you know. It's like at least back then again, you know. I haven't really like stayed in touch, you know, ever since. Uh, ever since uh, the yeah yeah. I think, ever since uh, those maybe like. After 2000 ish, yeah. I think that might have been like maybe 10th season or so. But yeah, I haven't followed it since then. But um, but everything before that, you know, it just uh, yeah. uh I do have what a little. I, call it? I do have a little gripe with that because at this point, I'm looking at The Simpsons like the way we look at Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. You so kind of have to look at it in seasons. Correct. In in what you loved at a certain age, you were at is how you look at it and we judge it more harshly now that we're older and then we might come around to it again uh, if we like some uh, another season or two but that's the same way we do with our live right it changes in and out for likes and dislikes and yeah oh yeah i, I saw a clip from one episode yeah i liked it like we'll see an episode <laughs> from a season of a newer one like you know what it's not that bad i like but we, but it's never going to come as close as it did to when we were a certain age and the Simpsons just hit hit you like that, you know? That's true. But even then, like, you know, way back when, you know, like, like episodes back then didn't hit the cer- like a certain way until they do when you're older. Yeah. You know, where you're kind of like, oh, shit. Like, that's what this is about. Like, um, what the fuck was I watching? No, it was King of the Hill. I'm sorry. Mm, let's get started on that one. But we kind of want to say that. For uh, our next Marvel episode with uh, Raul and Sean, our next retro combo episode. Yeah. We're, we're going to do a, for everybody upcoming, uh, we're going to do a full um, King of the Hill type of. That's going to be good. We're going to dedicate a lot of, uh, so the way we talk about The Simpsons, we're going to do the same thing for King of the Hill episodes. And uh, I we got to hit it before I leave. Before I leave, so it'll be coming up soon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a plan, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to see, oh, well, I got to hit Raul, but. If we can get the whole entire of the former retro guys to come through. Oh, okay. That'd be cool, you know? Oh, that sounds awesome. I haven't met any of them, so... Uh, besides it's just Raul and Sean. But. Yeah. Uh, Randy was on an episode, but I don't think you were here for that one. No, I wasn't. I yeah. wasn't there. Yeah. It'll be good, man. It'll be fun. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, you, you go ahead about the Simpsons you were saying? Uh, or were you talking about that episode specifically, or were we talking about the soul, really? But Well, it was just that episode, you know, where... Well, you, you know. specifically asked me, just to get for everybody at home, what, what the, how do you define comedy? That's oh, okay. What, like, that's what you're... Yeah, and I jokingly said, <laughs> language of the soul. <laughs> but, oh, laughter uh, is the language of the soul. But, um... <clears throat> I don't know, man. Like, um... Uh, well, yeah. Okay, you know, you used to do, I just stand mm-hmm. up and I write jokes still, but... I wouldn't call myself. Um, it, it, it's it's hard to say without sounding pretentious, but I, I I think I I'm pretty familiar with comedy in all different types and forms and facts. Um, just the exposure and kind of like the it became my obsession for a while, but it's, it's the surprise factor. And in, in reality, it's the surprise factor is the how you class how we classify the old school. How you get someone to laugh old school wise is the surprise. The didn't see it coming joke. That's what throws them off, and then you're going, ah, okay. And then more towards my type of humor, I like the awkwardness of making someone feel uncomfortable. But there's got to be a third party to know that what's really going on. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times you are that third party, or Jackie is that third party. And um, and I'm making someone who doesn't know how I am make uh, to make them feel uncomfortable. And like it kind of goes over the heads and trying to figure absolutely. out what the hell's going on. Absolutely, right? but but people who've been here before already know, and they're the ones laughing in the background, like <laughs> <laughs> you know that kind of thing. I love that kind of you know. So surprise and awkwardness is how you get that punchline for uh, for me specifically. What about you? Oh man, um, I don't know. I just came uh, actually today at work. You know. It was a short day. We It was just like a half day. Um, I was just like on my computer just looking at... Um, Porn. There's this... Uh, oh, well, yeah. Uh, was it the Facebook uh, group that we're on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of look at them through where I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. The latest yeah. one is... Oof, Mono sent one. Yeah, yeah. Caught a glimpse of that. Mm. Oh, my gosh, shit. Hopefully, they're not like monitoring my computer. But... <laughs> But um, it's called uh, Tenuous and Obscure Simpsons References. Yeah. And it's like, it's not re- like whatever the picture is or whatever the video is or whatever. It has like, in and of itself, it has nothing to do with the Simpsons. But there's like, oh shit, like there was that one Simpsons episode where like somebody did something. And it's like the relatability to something that's uh, just, well, just the obscurity of it. It had nothing to do with anything else, just with whatever it did. But oh, there's that one Simpsons episode where the where fucking Chrissy the Clown did this or right some shit, and it's I don't know. It's one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time, man. But tell me, but but uh, a little bit more about Hold it. Hold on, uh, wait, no, well, it's not a visual. See if you can explain. No, it no, no, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna let me just uh, take a trip down memory lane right quick. There was this cool podcast I'm listening to called Unspooled. And it's a posture spinoff podcast from the How Did This Get Made one. So it's still moving. Oh, okay. But in How How Did This Get Made reviews bad movies. Unspooled is reviewing the 100 best um, uh, AFI's 100 best movies of all time. Right? So the they're punk going. Band? What's that? Like the punk band? AFI? Oh, yeah. A Fire Within? <laughs> Inside no, or something? Fire Within. No, no uh, they're doing um, American Film Institutes. I don't know if I, yeah. I have to clarify. <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're doing that, um, and they're going down the list, doing their 100 best. But at the end of each episode, 
one of the gags is didn't have has the Simpsons made fun of it, and so far it's been every single movie on the hundred on the Simpsons hundred. I mean, on the AFI's hundred best movies of all time list that the Simpsons had made a reference to it. Oh, okay. So it's kind of really cool. Like, oh shit! Like that's how ingrained in our culture has the Simpsons have been. Um, we're being able to reference every single movie of uh, of the greatest films of all time. And some, you know, not, you know. And I was thinking about, once again, I mean, I know I said this on a podcast, but one of my favorite scenes retroactively has been the One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest scene with Barney and Homer. (laughs) This is such a good scene retroactively. I know if you heard the story before, I know that you refresh it. If you haven't, oh, Lord. So I love that episode when (laughs) it's Barney and it's Homer and Homer looks like what what he's not in a coma, but he's like it was uh the the April Fool's episode where he like he is in a coma then yeah yeah he's in the hospital yeah. and he's like and he's terrified of beer or something and, yeah and then Barney says like I can't stand a scene like, like this. this so he tries to kill him he try, but with the pill, yeah like a pillow or with a pillow yeah. over his head and he ends up resisting fighting back and then Barney like rips the sink from the <laughs> the, the drinking sink, fountain the drinking <laughs> fountain not the sink the drinking fountain from the wall. And throws it out the window and escapes. And uh, and then I was like, oh, shit. Now, I've seen that episode a million times. So I'm watching one of, now one of my favorite movies, One Flew Over the Cougar's Nest. It's a great fucking movie. So it comes to the climax. Spoiler if you haven't heard it, but the movie's like four years old, so fuck you. But, uh, well, that fuck me, too, because I, I, I only saw the movie about, like, 15 years ago. So, you know, I should have... I mean, as long as you saw it. And then... <laughs> So the part comes at the end when Jack gets lobotomized. Jack Nicholson's lobotomized. Oh, yeah. And he's essentially kind of vegetable. And the his friend is this big Indian dude who looks like Barney, actually. <laughs> yeah, but you can't... Um, he can't stand to see his, his friend who was this wild, crazy guy and trying to all help them. He was really trying to help them get more... Get the quote-unquote crazy people more liberty, liberty and more freedom and more happiness. And he and he now he's lobotomized and he can't stand a scene, so he ends up killing Jack Nicholson while smothering a pillow, and then he escapes the asylum. Guess how he escapes? He rips the sink off the wall, throws it out the window, and then breaks free. And that scene where I'm so where it's very sad. It's touching part because it's his friend literally kill his best friend killing him, so because he can't. He's rather see him dead than in this state where he's nothing. Right. And then and I can't stop laughing. <laughs> Because, like, now I get it. Now I fucking get the joke. Oh, my God. Like, how did I miss this? You know, and I, I, that's The Simpsons. That is The Simpsons. Where you're going to, it almost references itself now. It's almost a parody of, of itself. Okay, yeah, I can see You know, that. because, yeah, and sure. it has to be when something's been along as long as it's time. When something's essentially an institution to our culture, especially our generation, you can't. I'm so I'm surprised they made it so long without being without going downhill, you know. Uh, so good, I still applaud them, you know. Yeah, I, it's it's just crazy, it's crazy. But it's just like you said, like if you get it, you get it, like you can appreciate it, because you know, like I've met people where you know it's like, oh, I saw like I would try to like explain like an episode or something mm-hmm. like uh, people at this other, uh, my last job, you know. She's like, oh yeah, I saw The Simpsons because we, uh, we went to. Um, uh, Universal, mm. and um, yeah, you know, like uh, I don't know how like much has changed. I think you know they've added some things, but anyway, you know, when when you're waiting in uh, in line for like the roller coaster for the Simpsons ride, 
uh, they're playing like you know different clips like on different TVs like throughout like what you're waiting. And it's like oh that's this this one where they did this this and that oh that's that one where you know Homer whatever. And he's like oh like oh okay. I was like oh no well like I try to explain oh well you know like what happened was you know right right part did this and this and that and it's like oh that like that one movie and this and that and it's again it's like oh okay like oh. <laughs> Like, oh, dude, this is fucking genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you're not laughing. And then, like, because uh, her boyfriend came along, too. He was like, oh, my God, babe, this is stupid. <clears throat> so I was like, oh, fuck it. Wait, how old are they? Um, No, they're not too far along. I think they're just, like, a couple of years younger than me. So 30s, mid-30s. They're, like, the mid-30s. Oh, yeah, they should know better than At least by now. Like, back then, it was, like... Oh shit! I just remembered. Let me interrupt real quick. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna give a shout out promotion to this new young rapper from Compton. His name is Roddy Rich, and he's got a new album that hit the streets. Feed the feed the uh, feed the streets. And the only reason I bring that up is because we had his manager as a guest on the show before, my buddy Bird. Um, he was on here when we maybe it was under the hundredth episode, so one of the earlier ones. Oh, okay. But you weren't actually here for that one. Uh, we had it at my house. You were gone. I think you were doing something. But anyways, like he's like, and he even back then he was prom- he was kind of like, ah, yeah, trust me, this guy's gonna hit it big. He's sort of, and we're like, okay, bird, yeah, yeah <laughs> sure, man, whatever you want. <laughs> Cut to his like YouTube video. He has legit videos now. Oh, YouTube shit. videos has like 14 million views. Like, really? Like legit? Like he's huge. He he blew the fuck up. Just this summer, his album came out a few months ago, a couple months ago, and then um, and then he's blowing the hell up. He's doing uh, videos with he collabs with Marsh. Who's that marshmallow dude? That, that dude that wears like marshmallow uh, head. Oh, like in Ghostbusters too. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, uh, I forgot. Oh, what he was. He's got big. He's got big. Uh, he's doing big collabs. He's touring really well, and he's doing that. And uh, he's blowing up, man. He's putting Compton back on the streets, and he's. Uh, He's doing well. He doesn't need a shout out from us, but you were, you know, shout him out because uh, he shout us out. I'm sorry, he's a friend of the show type of thing. Or at least his manager. He's a good friend of mine. So, so good for that man. They're on tour right now and they're doing their thing. Yeah, legit. Like some of his videos have like 14, 15 million views, and I'm like, that's like, oh shit, you're getting into big numbers. Yeah, now. that's a lot, man. Yeah. So, uh, it's good Dude, for Roddy, awesome. R- Roddy Rich, feed the streets. Uh, uh, get go out and get the iTunes album, whatever you want to do. You know, do your thing. All right, let's go back to the thing. Sorry about that, yeah. Oh, no worries. Uh, what was I talking about? Simpsons. You were talking about how... Simpsons. You were trying to explain to your younger Oh, co-workers. yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, you know... Because, uh, uh, like, the the clips that they showed, they were montages. It was in the same episode with just different scenes from different episodes. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I remember this one. I was like, oh, yeah, that's when Cressy the Clown did this or whatever, you know. And... It's almost like, you know, it's kind of like out of context for them. So they, so they're not able to kind of appreciate it the way that they should. I don't know if that's a way to look at it. Yeah. But, um, but then I keep thinking like, oh, well, if they would follow the series, like since we were kids, right. and, you know, been watching it since then, then, you know, they'd have that kind of like background to it. So I was like, oh, okay, this is why. But to be fair, there's a whole another 10 years of Simpsons. That we might not know the reference, uh, we might not know those episodes too. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, like maybe someone that's in their early twenties would know 
a shitload of fucking Simpsons, a whole decade of Simpsons that we have no idea what it is because we only found the first ten years. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. It's so funny. I don't know. I think it's a it's it's so funny when the, the Simpsons have become a generational thing. You know what I mean? And it like almost kind of yeah, like Saturday Night Live. Kind of like, has. Yeah. yeah, it's a generational thing where like. What episodes were did you? What seasons did you get into it, and which ones did you get out of it? So you have this five, six year gap of like, oh shit, I was watching Simpsons for this time to this time. So they're balls deep in those seasons, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and we, maybe we feel it's a little bit more ours just because we started and ended with it type of thing, you know. We were uh, we were we were legit kids when the the show started, you know. So we were kind of there for the first Christmas special for when oh, they got yeah. Santa's little helper. Yeah, Santa's little helper, yeah. yeah. And they and then before they started doing like themed episodes, yeah, they would replay that Christmas special for the first three four seasons over and over. At Remember? least, yeah, yeah. They they, they would. That. That's the only we knew what to expect. Oh, it's a uh, Christmas time. We know what episode they're gonna play. You know that's oh, what, yeah, what happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember? Yeah. So yeah, or remember with children. Yeah, same thing. Episodes. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And um, they would play those back to back. Mary Children and Simpsons would be on around the same time. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. and it was like the only show you could watch late at night <laughs> only cartoon show you could watch late at night yeah it's awesome oh yeah you know my son's getting into well, obviously but Tom's getting into married children <laughs> oh is he really yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh dude that's like, a great show it, that one holds up like I think I mentioned it to you before um, it legit holds up it's still good it funny. was uh, it was last year it went on the cruise I, I think I know I mentioned it to you it had to have been like a when episode. we all went uh, well I just went with Tina Mm. We went to like you know, this cruise to Ensenada. Oh, okay, yeah, we we've, we've done it with the family before, yeah. And um, I remember like there's this, well, I think it was probably just like every other night actually that we were there. I couldn't sleep, so I'm just like you know like channel surfing through like you know the like whatever they had available. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't remember the channel, but I just remember it was like there was this block from like three to like six thirty or something or seven, and it was just like back to back like uh. Uh, Married with Children episodes. Nice. Oh, yeah, it happens at, uh, in the mornings. Yeah. Every yeah. morning it will happen, though. So, legit, yeah. like, I think that's how I started watching it. Like, because he wakes up early, and he's done ready before, and Gwen's, like, a lazy ass. So, we're, there, he's always <laughs> waiting. That's exactly. Now, I remember. Yeah, Jackie told me that's how it happened. That he would watch Married with Children in the mornings, because that's the, I, uh, that's the only I would leave it on. So, I'd get ready for work, and I'm kind of, like, working out and whatever, doing my thing. Then when it's time to go, I'll just leave the TV on. And he started kind of, what the time I leave, that's when he would wake up. And, and he started watching the show and he got turned on to it. But yeah, that's that block in the mornings. Uh, <laughs> so what episodes were y'all wearing on the cruise? Oh, man. It was, uh, it's always him, you know, at the shoe store shit. What was it? What the hell happened? See, I'm trying to remember just because I was like just drinking every other hour, you know, um. Something about the mall. Uh, the mall um, oh yeah, the shoe store. Yeah, I know he's at the shoe. Like honestly, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Wish I could pause it. Okay. Like <laughs> Want me to pause it? Okay. <laughs> go, go for it, man. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. no. So, so, do you remember the spinoffs that came out of there? Uh, um, no, it's Sam Kinison. Well, the Sam Kinison Garden Angel one was one. But there was a few other attempted spinoffs that didn't hit. And one was a Matt LeBlanc show. Do you remember Episodes? that one? He was like... 
the son of a plumber that was friends with Al, and they tried to make a life of him, and it didn't it didn't go off. And Kinda then like there was the Cleveland show. Mm, no, I mean the Cleveland shows went off. I mean this is its own couple seasons. How many seasons? Really? It yeah. was that successful? Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. The theme song is better than Family Guys. I'll say that. Yeah. The, the, the Cleveland show. <laughs> Come on. Come on, love. You don't watch the Cleveland show? Oh, uh, when you say that. I don't either. I don't like Family Guys. Only if you do the show, to be honest, then I'll watch it. To be honest with you, I don't like Seth Rogen. Uh, Seth uh, McFarlane. McFarlane's yeah. comedy. Yeah, I don't either, man. Uh, just... I, you know, thinking, I don't know. The first Ted was okay, I guess. I could say that, right? Well, actually, you know, like like I had mentioned about like uh, Married with Children, like the other show that they play was a lot of um, American Dad, and I think it's considerably better than fucking Family Guy. A buddy of mine was on that show. I, well, he was at the end of the show. He was like the mascot. He like waves at the end, or whatever. He, He's a oh, security guard. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm sorry. I'm thinking Nathan for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, that guy, yeah. But he, it's the same thing, but he just, like, waves it. Oh, okay. He used to work with me in, uh, in Central City. And he said he got, he auditioned and got the part and they ended up choosing him or whatever. It was weird. He was a weird dude. Anyways. <clears throat> um, yeah. They, they did, then they did another one where it's, like, this couple that good-looking piece of shits type of couple where they, like, they shouldn't be together, but they stay together. And it was one of Kelly's ex-boyfriends. They spend it off like that. And they did a whole, like, episode on, on their apartment. You don't remember this one? No. Yeah. And then uh, I'm trying to think of some of the spinoffs they did. They did a few. Well, yeah. It, I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to think of success, successful spinoffs. Like Angel was a big one. I, I was really I got more into Angel than I did Buffy. Oh, okay. That was one. What's in a, what, what? What are some su- successful spinoffs that? Uh, Bones. Like, what was the Bones spinoff of? No, I was just kidding. Oh, you said uh, Dave Boring. Dave his character. <laughs> <laughs> um. Better spinoff than the original. Yeah. Um, I guess like a modern day version is like Better Call Saul. It's not better than the original, but it's a good show. But Better Call Saul is a spinoff of Breaking Bad. Uh, is it real? Yeah. Oh. It's the same character. Like again, I know I mentioned this before. I've only seen like three episodes of uh, Breaking Bad. So. This is probably one of my favorite. It's on Lie to Me level. Like, I know, know you would like Lie to Me. Yeah, I love Lie to Me. Absolutely. This is. I like when people lie to me. Those are the only two shows that I've seen the entire series like existence of all the seasons probably more than three four times i can't say i can oh, movies is easy but a show the entire sh- i can't say that and lighting me and, and breaking battle the only two shows i can think of where i've seen the entire four I'm, that's not true batman the animated series i've probably seen oh, that like a yeah, hundred times each oh, <laughs> um yeah what are some good spinoffs mm. like you know liver and shirley right that was a pretty good one well, like, say, like, the uh, I Love Lucy to the I Love Lucy show, and then... I don't know if that one counts. <laughs> well, just Those are more like continuations. Mm. But Laverne and Shirley is a, is a really good show that was a spinoff from Happy Days. And it wasn't... Jo- I never... Actually, I think I've seen, like, one episode of Joni and Chachi. Joni loves Chachi. Yeah. 
Yeah, sure, Joni loves Chachi, but Chachi didn't give a fuck about Joni. Where's that from? Why did I know uh, that? That sounds like, yeah, that's Is from that Romy and Michelle? <clears throat> can't be. It's from oh, something, shit. man. Shit. I give a fuck about Chachi. <laughs> 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 uh, hey, I want to look it up. I'm going to look it up at some point. What's I another spinoff show, man? Obviously, um, you know, you brought up Clean Michelle. That's, that's one. I don't know. Like, I... Like, again, uh, Family Guy was just hit or miss, like, between, like, not even episodes. It was just, like, certain parts of certain episodes. Was Future Omelette spinoff or no? Uh, no, nah, I don't think so. I no. think it was just, like, its own entity. Just, the Poochie like, Show. Was a, the Poochie Show was a spinoff. <laughs> hey, man, are you watching Disenchanted? Uh, no. It's no, I haven't. really I haven't good. Seen. I just, like, gave it a chance. And it's also like, oh, shit, this thing, this is better. I gave it a chance. I had nothing else to watch. And I downloaded it for a plane ride. Oh, okay, cool. I'm actually, I'm in. I'm in. On board, yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh, okay. There's a lot of, okay. Um, first of all, there's this documentary on Netflix I want to bring up. Did you see the uh, Too Funny to Fail documentary with Too Dana Carvey? Oh, no. Okay, so you know Dana Carvey had a show that lasted one season? Kurt Cobain killed himself? And <laughs> the actors on there were uh, Steve Carell, uh, Dana Carvey, um... I mean, a lot of thing, a lot of like people who are like, holy shit, they were on there like f- legit funny ass people, and it and it failed. <laughs> Did you hear about this? Or no, no, I didn't. Yeah, no. check it out on Hulu. The it's the documentary is fascinating, but it's called Too Funny to Fail. And, Too funny to fail, and it failed. Uh, but it's a uh, it's legit good. It's on Hulu. Um, highly recommend that one. Lately, I'm watching Narcos Mexico. Now this, I saw the trailer for it. It looks really good. And Tina, tell, she watches it too. This is only really a recommendation good. from Becky, my sister Becky. But I don't um, like. I didn't watch any of the other Narcos, right? Um, not really into my thing. Like I love Blow, but that's about it. But this was um, for what? Oh, I like Michael Pena, and I really like Diego Luna. So I was like, you know what? Let me get. Let me give this. Yeah, a shot. yeah, yeah. First show, I was like, fuck. This is one of those. And I remember thinking, shake, shake my hand, like this is one of those shows. That I I wanted to see the next episode. And each episode, I wanted to see the next episode. <laughs> so I was like, fuck, this is going to be one of those shows. Okay, fuck it. Let's do it, man. So I'm, I'm like halfway through it now, a little bit more than halfway through it. And, uh, and uh, dude, I highly recommend this one. Nar- Narcos Mexico, man. Yeah. I, I've never seen any of the other ones. Me like, neither, yeah. The, the, you know, they get you know, praises from everybody. But I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it's good. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, tap them with the know. head. <laughs> from what I hear, though, uh, there and it's obviously all connected because it's in the same universe because it's reality. But they're um, but this, they're using the same actors, so it's kind of cool. So I don't know. What anything you're recommending? Um, just finishing up uh, the second lower season, actually. Lore, lower, lore, um, lore, um, L O R E. Yeah, uh, I, I think I've mentioned it before. You know, like the first uh, season. Before. What's that on? It's on uh, Amazon Prime. Actually. Oh, that's why I don't have Amazon Prime. So. Um. Well, it's a, it came from a podcast actually. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I think I'm almost done with it. I just have maybe, like maybe uh, half a year or two left. But um, Aaron Mankey, there's this guy. You know, he started off with the. Uh, it's kind of like all these like different uh, stories and um, you know, kind of like fairy tales, folk tales, or mm-hmm. whatever you know from around the world. Kind of lore, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get it, yeah. And um. And, uh, you know, he talks about, like, all the history behind it and, you know, things that happen, you know, things that are, you know, just based on, like, superstitions. 
It's very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I love history. Love history. Me too, man. Me too. And um, I think it was uh, yeah, last year he came out with the first season, and uh, it was good. And uh, yeah, again this year finally came out the second one, and uh, he talked about uh, Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah. And um, you know she uh, she's basically like the female version of Lazzy and Paler. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, she would bathe herself in uh, the blood of you know virgins because she she was royalty. She was like a queen or something, and um, she would uh, kind of like uh, it's almost like I guess recruiting maybe you know like you know she would just get girls you know come to her castle and she would you know have them live with her and then you know she would just pretty much just uh murder them yeah she would kill or have them killed because she didn't have to do it herself and uh she would just kind of have her helpers you know just uh drain them of their blood and she would just bathe in it because it kind of uh prolonged her youth and her beauty or something. did it work uh did you talk a, about if it worked or not as the story tells it i guess apparently. so it did work i don't know man oh okay like, I'm trying to remember shit right now. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know what I did like half an hour ago, man. Oh, damn. Oh, I was just right here. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't want to give it away, but I think it's definitely worth the watch. Just as far as like the the historical aspect of it. Um, uh, shit. Because um, there's this, uh, in the first season, it's uh, with uh, Adam Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Adam Goldberg. Of course, yeah. Um, there's a story about like you know uh, about uh, werewolves, and I, th- I think that was that episode. Uh, I I think you would uh, I think you know get a kick out of it. You know? Yeah, definitely. You know, don't tell, me, don't tell me what I'd like. Uh, so you would hate it. You would hate it. Don't tell me what I'd hate. You would hate. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, man. Um. Like, I think, you know, if uh, you're into, like, history or just, you know, just, like, stories or folklore, just that's where, you know, he got that name of it. Yeah. Um, it's definitely worth the watch. All right. Check it out. Or even, like, the the podcast. That's, like, shit. You know, that's, uh, like, what I listen to every so often. Yeah. I think it started, like, back in 2014 or 15. We try to catch an episode here and there. It's very interesting. I like learning about stuff like that. Check it out. Um, what else is going on, man? What else can we, uh, can we, we hit can on? We can talk about Trump, I guess, because that's what everybody talks about. Yeah. All right. I don't want to talk about Trump. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's just hype, man. Just because, like... Um, I, don't, I don't know. Good or bad, it doesn't matter, I think. I'm still with the fact that... I'm still in the camp where I, I just don't think politics gives a fucking... The fact that people make such a big deal over Trump, like when it doesn't really matter what he does or doesn't Not do, really. nope. and the fact that, and then people make such a bit under deal, like, oh yeah, he's gonna fix this country, like, not real, no, nothing's gonna happen, good or bad. Anything that good or bad happens has no fucking influence because of him. Yeah, we're good. People give too much credit, and people under credit, and we're just like, no. no, no. None of this matters. It, to, I just, yeah, just none of it matters. It doesn't matter. Why? No, you don't like him because he's an asshole? Oh, no shit. Oh, my God. There's assholes in politics? <laughs> oh, you're, oh, my God. <laughs> what are we going to do? Yeah. What amendment is this, right? Yeah. Yeah, no shit, dude. Like, has it ever affected your life other than your, oh, the guy who you didn't want to be in the White House is not in the White House because... 
you're a libtard or you're a fucking conservative fucking retard. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, one or the other, pick one. You know, either either you're either you're a fucking dork who doesn't believe gays should be married and you'd love that Trump's in the White House. Or you're a fucking retard who's just all about like, oh, I can't believe there's a Republican in the White House. Uh, how dare, you know. I don't know. It's like you give and we give too much praise to like someone like uh, Obama. You give so much praise to someone who, once again, has really no influence. He was way cooler and I'd rather have him. But it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Legit does not matter. Who gives a shit? doesn't matter. But it's I look at politics the exact same way you look at your favorite sports team. Yeah, you can root for whoever you want, but that's all you're doing is rooting. It doesn't matter doesn't if mean they that win. they're going to win. Yeah. They're going to win the cup. They're yeah. going to win the fucking And even if they win, win. oh, okay. Yeah. You're just happy because your team won. doesn't mean it affects your life at all. And what's that's all it is. It's just your team won or your team lost, and you're picking a team. No effect whatsoever. Oops, I... Like, uh, today, you know, I was just, like, on Facebook at work. I saw this video. There was a lady. I said it happened like this Tuesday, just earlier this weekend, uh, New York City. Do you know which I'm, one I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm familiar. The, the, her baby, they were trying to rip her baby away from her and all that. Oh no, no, I saw that one too. Uh, that was pretty crazy mm. too. Like shit. And um, it was basically you know just excuse me. It was um, it was on a subway. There was this lady, just like out of nowhere, she started yelling at this uh, Asian woman, you know, just like standing next to her on the subway. She's like, fuck off, fuck off, thank you. Uh, fuck off. And, you know, like, it's crowded as shit, because New York is just, like, incredibly, you know, dense. And, um, like, at th- there was this one point where, you know, she, I don't know if she, like, kind of threw a punch, or she did something. But she just kind of like, fucking, like, what did she do? She took off her gloves, she put them in her purse, tied her hair back. She, um, she did all this, like, prep shit. And, um, what's the guy, Platano Man. That was the guy's name that recorded it, where I saw it. Was the lady white or black? Uh, she was white. And was the Asian lady young or old? Uh, she was, like, 24, I think. She young? Yeah, pretty young. So, just like out of nowhere, you know, she was just started lashing out at this uh, Asian woman. And um, so, you know, again, she's got her gloves, you know, it's kind of like she pretty much kind of prepped herself to just start throwing, you know? Right, right. And um, and just I remember, like she she had an she had an umbrella. She just kind of whipped that out and started like trying to hit her and uh, trying to kick her and do all this shit, right? And everybody around is like, dude, like, stop. What are you doing, you know? It's like, like you know, uh, uh, forgive the epithet, you know, this fucking, you know, Asian slur, you know? Like, Which was? Uh, chink. She oh. called her a chink. Like, this fucking chink. And, you know, she's fucking just, like, trying fucking to, like. Chink's dad killed my pop in Korea. Uh, no, I th- what was her name? I want to say, like, it was something um, Eastern European. That's the way the article kind of, like, you know, portrayed it. Because, yeah, you have to be careful about the way that, you know, the media kind of portrays shit. And, um, and like, everybody's trying to intervene, you know, because she's, like, attacking this woman for no apparent reason. She's right. just, like, standing there. And all of a sudden, it's like, fuck you. Fuck off. Fuck off. It's fucking this. It's fucking that. And then, 
um, I think uh, there was a point where she got uh, her car keys and she kind of like put them in a fist, you know, and started like trying to like punch. And uh, this dude, you know, he just kind of came out of nowhere like, dude, like what the fuck is, it's too fucking early for this shit. Get the fuck out of here with, you know, this racist bullshit. And and uh, I guess he ended up putting her in citizen's arrest. Like he had her like kind of like in a chokehold on yeah. the ground or this and that. Waiting for like the cops to come. Uh, crazy shit, man. And apparently, you know, she's uh, she was an she's an attorney in uh, New York, and yeah. it's not the first time that she's had like all these episodes. Yeah, uh, uh, it was like something. I don't know. She attacked somebody like ten years ago or some shit. Asian? Uh, no, no, no. I think it was uh, shit. I do not remember what. What the incident was, but it was just uh, again somebody of according to her, like she was just an immigrant. Which race do you like, think has it the worst in America? Which minority? Uh, the human race. <laughs> That's why I changed it to minority. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know, man. Um, what's the worst? It's almost like in reference to what? You say that a lot, but what does that mean when you say that? Like That's uh, literally your agree to disagree. <laughs> in reference yeah, yeah. to what? Yeah. Like, well, that's just... Well, you're just, that, you're just like, throwing, redirecting the question. But that's the same. The question still stands. No, right. I like, and I, I do have an answer, and it depends on the era you're living in. But I do have, have a modern-day answer. Well, I just feel like I don't always know, like... Enough about a certain situation to know, like how to. We, like, we don't. We never. No one does, though. No one ever knows enough about an situation to comment. But we comment anyway because that's kind of like what talking, <laughs> what gossiping is. That's what this podcast is. Gossip? We don't gossip. I don't like the things that we gossip. It has a bad interpretation, but let's be real with ourselves. All we're doing is commenting on stuff we have no idea what we're talking about. What's like social commentary, or including Simpsons, or gossiping about the Simpsons? Is it really? Yeah. No, but it's okay because I do it, so it's okay. Uh, it's really <laughs> Let's name it something else so it doesn't say that. <laughs> so that we don't have that bad cop. So we don't sound like real housewives. <laughs> but Pretty I do good. definitely think like there's a, there's a real answer to it without having to care if someone gets offended or not. Um, like I think currently the, the race that gets... Like, everybody wants to think theirs gets the worst. Black people want to think that black people have always had it the worst. Whatever. Mexicans want to think, like, no, fuck you. They shit on us more than anybody. Uh, I don't know. Asian people can maybe argue, like, no, nah, since the railroads or whatever the fuck they've been. But I think currently in America right now, the, the Native race, Americans. Is it Native Americans? They don't even exist enough to give a fuck about, right? Yeah. But the, currently, the I think the race that has it the worst in America is Middle Easterns. <clears throat> so Pakistani, Iraqi, uh, Af- uh, Afghani specifically, but <clears throat> I think they're the ones that are really going to go through. They're going through right now because of just where the culture is right now, just where the resentment is held for certain actions of certain groups of people. You know, obviously, and then it's kind of have that retroactive affair where like reverse racism, where certain people, white reverse people, oh where white people want to go or the extra to be friends with this because they don't want to come off like I'm so not racist that I'm friends with this Middle <laughs> Eastern person and like bitch fuck you and now you're using that to your advantage to, just to have this faux pas friendship with someone you know what I mean? 
I don't know, but uh, do you disagree? Do you, what, well, who do you think is the race that, once again, that, that you think has the worst? Is it still black people? Is it more Hispanic people or Mexicans in general? Or I always thought it was uh, Native American. Native American still? Native That's Americans, the answer? Yeah. Why so? It's, um, it was actually from um, uh, Chris Rock uh, stand-up that I saw. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, you know. Wait, like, how old is this stand-up? Oh, it's pretty old. Okay. I, I think Early 2000s? Old. Yeah, just about. Okay. Just about. So maybe about 15 years ago. At least. At least. Okay. Maybe it's almost 2019. Yeah, probably a little bit more. Like right. early 2000s. Anyway. Wait, like, I already... I actually really love this joke. If I think it's what you're thinking, like... I, I, there ain't no fucking parade. I know Jennifer Lopez in dress. There ain't no fuck. That's Puerto Rican. <laughs> Don't try... Is it that one? <laughs> is it that joke you're talking about? <laughs> no, it's not. Or, but oh, I do okay. remember that joke. We're like, that ain't, that ain't no fucking in- Native American Indian. That's a Puerto Rican. I know Jennifer Lopez in a dress. He was like, you know... They, like at the the Thanksgiving Day Parade or something. They yeah. had like two real Indians and they had like a bunch of brothers dressed in like fucking feathers yeah. in their head or yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know he said specifically, I know what a Puerto Rican looks like. <laughs> I remember him saying that. <laughs> he's still my favorite comedian. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. He's still my number I was one. Chris that, fucking Rock. I was watching the episode the other day where Hank, Hank, King of the Hill, where Hank goes to traffic school. <laughs> you oh, know, so. uh, sack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and Bobby gives that racist ass stand up, oh, <laughs> which is actually was really good. funny. That which was is so actually good. really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So go ahead. Uh, your Native Americans have oh, the worst. Oh yeah. Like he has this bit about how he's like, um, uh, how did it start? It's like, I mean, what's a big topic out right now? Racism. Racism is everywhere. Racism. Racism. He he has this like way of like going right. about his jokes. Right. You know? Right. Right. It's like, uh, like, all right, you know, like, he's like, you know, like, you know, everybody thinks that, that, you know, their race had, you know, like the worst, you know, black people had it the worst, you know, like these people had it the worst, you know, but you know what? Like, calm the fuck down. Nobody had it worse than the American Indian. Like, when's the last time you went to, uh, like, what does it say? Like, Red Lobster see like a fucking, like, like a random, you know, Native American family just, you know, going out to dinner or something. Yeah, that's really good. Like. (laughs) He had this bit, like, just, again, like, the way he words everything, you know, he, like, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm fucking sold on his shit, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, when's the last time you went to, like, over here and you saw, like, you know, just, like, a uh, Native American family just, like, you know, just out for a night, you know, for, you know, dinner with the family, you know, like, you don't see that shit, you know, like, and uh, he went this whole, like, little bit, but I was like, damn, you know, like, he's absolutely right, you know. Like, Is that the same when- argument you're making for why they... And yeah, why, why you think they have it the worst? And I'm like, damn, like, when's the last time I did see that? You know, because I have a friend from uh, from uh, Long Beach, you know, when I was going to school. To, to be fair, though, it's not like there's a lot of Native Americans in New York or LA, but you go to Arizona, you're probably gonna see a lot of Air- Native Americans eating at Denny's or Red Lobster. Oh, so it's almost like relative to where you are. I 100%, yeah, I mean. In Alaska, yeah, you're gonna fucking if you go to Denny's in Alaska, you're gonna see a bunch of. But Chris Rock isn't doing stand up in he didn't grow up in Alaska. You know what I'm saying? Huh? You're in New York. How many Native Americans are there in Alaska? Four hundred and thirty-three thousand. What about like Montana? Because like, what's the tribes that are in Montana? I'm trying to think. Oh, good luck with that. There's like thousands of tribes. Different. You move in. 
couple of times. More fair song. You move over 10 miles and it's a whole different fucking tribe. There was this actually, speaking of, I was listening to the Dead Meat podcast and they had a, uh, they're, they, 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 it's a horror movie podcast and they were talking about horror movie cliches and one of them is the Indian Barrow Ground and they had an actual Native American gentleman uh, con- con- commentating on it. And he was talking about how he... Oh, actually, he gave props to John Redcorn, by the way. <laughs> yes, just before we move on. He gave props to John Redcorn for being an actual real representation of what actual Na- Native American currently is in this world. He, he never faltered. He, he never doesn't... Faltered. He doesn't He he doesn't hold to the cliches. And he only, whenever he does hold the cliches, he's in on it. He's only doing it because he knows these white folk, whatever the fuck, you know. So, it, so it, it, he was giving a lot of props to John Redcorn. But... There, he was talking about how um, uh, these people, quote unquote, claim like the anatomy of horror is based on an Indian burial ground, and they na- in the book they named the tribe, but the tribe was literally like twelve miles away. It, it, it was a whole wrong tribe where the area should should have been. It's so easily like you you just the stereotypes are there no matter what race you are, pretty much. So. Uh. You say Indian and you're like, oh, let me Google real Native quick. American. You, let me go, no, 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 no. You say Indian and you Google, oh, let me. Uh, no. Or what do you mean? I mean, like, you're so ignorant to the fact that you don't even know the difference or you don't even know what offensive it is. So you say in Indian, like, let me Google what Indian tribes were around here at that time. And then, like, oh, okay, this one's close enough. Let me pick one. And you're just fucking obscure to the, to the fact. And you're just not even you you know and get you don't even want to do a little bit further research to know how wrong you are to clear up that ignorance, huh. you know. So you're just like, oh yeah, sure, this one, that sounds right, this will sell, and then you pick that tribe, or you pick whatever quote unquote uh, uh, ethnicity relates to, it, like oh this will be good, and it's it's surrounded in mysticism, it's enough for it to sell. Like hey man, there's a whole fucking culture here that you're just throwing under the bus, and you're not even factual accurate and. But you want to quote unquote call it an Indian as an Indian, so let me do my Google research and you know, fuck you, man. You're not even taking the time to realize. Oh, okay, gotcha, you're not even gotcha. taking the time to give proper respect or. or because it's not about that. It's just about you know yeah, making money. Correct. It's just marketing. It's just marketing. Stuff. Yeah, they just want to take what they want to take. Goddamn. You know that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of sad when you think about it. Kind of. Yeah, a little bit. It almost makes me want to shed one single tear. Like when someone throws a trash, you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) When someone throws a trash on the freeway. Oh, man. (laughs) Like, I think it was just like a month or ago. Speaking of that commercial, that actor is Italian, not Indian. Shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. You just just ruined my childhood, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I remember that. I just remember that one scene in in, uh, Kingpin where, uh, like, uh, Ish is, like, walking down, like, like the, the highway. Or whatever, and then you know, there's like a Native American, you know, Native Native American family, you know, just driving like in a pickup, and they're the, you know, just uh, I think they're just doing something like, yeah, sure, so it's very like you know ridiculous. Well, that's funny, and they just kind of like you know throw this like uh, bag of like you know just kind of like rotten uh, garbage or something, you know, they just kind of throw it at his feet, and he just it's kind of yeah. just the way it pans yeah. up, and he just kind of like. With single Looking tear. up with a single tear. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ish, uh, it was actually, Randy Quaid. It's know. actually a really good joke. No, I'm yeah. sorry. Was it Randy Quaid? Yeah, it was, was Randy Quaid, Randy Quaid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good joke, dude. I was like, oh, man. Like, I didn't get the reference to it until, like, 
again, like you know, you mentioned it earlier, where you just didn't get it until later. Yeah. Again, same thing. I didn't get that until later, where I saw like, oh, now I get why that's funny. You know, like, <laughs> you know, just like because you know we grew up watching those movies. You know, because that was like a nineties movie, uh, Farley Brothers. You know, you know, I, I still like those movies. You know. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Same here, man. But um. But uh, you know, just at, like after you know watching like you know the like. Like, oh, shit, what did I say? I think it might have been on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I watched this, like, you know, like, the, like, controversial commercials or something of all time. Yeah. It might have been Watch Mojo, I think. Yeah, probably. More, yeah. more than likely, yeah. Then it's like, and then I remember, like, seeing, like, the movie just randomly, you know, because it was on. It's like, oh, shit, now, now I get why that's funny, why that's a thing, you know. Why just that scene kind of stands out where he's just, like, standing there and he just, like, has this, like, it's funny like the shit you do that's funny just for yourself and if other people get it then that's a plus but for the most part you only give a fuck about like the people who know what they're getting you know they're doing i don't know right, right. like that kind of joke seems it's not a mass joke for that right obviously you didn't get it the first time i didn't get it the first time. i didn't know so not it, it's not a mass joke like oh this is universally funny it's funny if you know a very specific reference. And it's funny for those people who are brave enough, I'll say, to comedically brave enough to keep going forward. Like, dude, this is going to be funny for, like, 12% of the population. Hell yeah, let's do this. <laughs> you know? Because it's extra special because the fact that you got the joke, that's how I feel caught with comedy. The fact that you got the joke puts you in a whole different class. And you want to you wanna laugh even more or at least ha- keep continue that grin on your face. And the ones that don't get it, well, they don't get it. It might be funny for them for different reasons, just because it's funny that this white guy just has a tear for, like, that was weird or whatever. It's kind of funny, right? Oh, yeah, it's a funny movie, so I guess I should. Yeah, I should. Yeah, okay, you know? that's cool. Right. They get it on a certain level, but they're not getting that reference level funny, that inside joke funny, you know, that Kaufman-esque type of comedy or that inside level comedy. They're not getting that, and that's okay for the ones that don't get that. But the ones that do get it, it's that extra special. It's that cherry on top. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I get you, man. You yeah. would have put it. It's good, but, but like, I think it's uh, it's almost like a gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. Where like you know you grew up, like uh, we grew up like you know watching it or whatever. And then like I watched it like you know years, and years later, it, yeah. and then so I was like, oh shit, now I get it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a like like a extra like extra joke within the joke. Yeah, but how many how many people our age your age? Are gonna watch that movie again and never know that was a reference to something. A lot, probably. Shit, I would hope that they would get it. I would hope, but if not, I'll be like, oh, okay, I'm just. If I'll not, they're gonna be you know. your coworkers that are not getting Simpson references oh, when God they're in their, it, and when they're in your mid thirties. <laughs> yeah, but they watch movies like fucking Medea, yo. That's alright, man. I'm sure that's gonna be a reference sometime. And we're we're that yeah. I, I know South Park specifically has made fun of Medea movies, and I wouldn't know those references or those jokes unless I watch Medea movies, and I have watched a few enough to get those references and jokes. So I'm just, still get to be in on it. You know? So it was like South Park makes it funny, or does Medea make it funny, and then South Park references how funny it actually. is? First of all, Medea never made anything funny. Okay. I'll just tell you right now. <laughs> for the record, <laughs> Trey oh, and Matt okay. Stone Parker, they're the ones making shit funny, dog. They're pretty. Yeah. Yeah, that was good, man. Now look, we're right, we're coming to an, we're coming to an end right now. Yeah, let me wrap this up. 
Um, any last minute hints you want to uh, speak about? Shit, off the top of my head. Um, yeah, man, I can't think of anything. Um, shit, man. I got nothing, man. All right. I got nothing. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, man, I'm digging this one, dude. This is a good combo. As always, it's been a man. while, man. Cheers to you, sir. I will drink to that. Hell yeah, Titty City. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just thinking, just like that um, was another one, the Ben Show. That was another one who <laughs> he did a lot of stuff where he just threw people off. We're like, what the fuck? I love that kind uh, of comedy. Pre Wheeler Walker. Yeah, pre Wheeler. I love just, I just love that kind of comedy where you just throw someone off, completely off their game. I remember you said this joke about um, about pedophilia. So once again, I'm talking to my buddy Javon from work, and he's like, "No, he's very concerned. He used to be a pastor type of stuff." Right? Oh, okay. And so I used to be a pastor too, and he looks at me sideways, but I'm speaking the truth. And he's like, "What?" And I was like, "Nah, man, I just don't. Like, you got to stop worrying about." He, here's the number one thing for people who are more on the um, creation side, right? You know, I've, I've, I've explained myself. I think everybody's agnostic, but you're either agnostic creationist or you're agnostic evolutionist, one of the two. But, you're, but everybody is agnostic because what agnostic means is not to know, and nobody knows. We don't know. We really, really don't know. You know, we can have a pretty good idea. There's a dogma, right, from Kevin Smith. Uh, Chris Rock says it. Like I just think it's better to have ideas. You can change oh, right. an idea. You can change an idea, but having a belief is trickier. People die, die for beliefs. People, people kill for beliefs. I have a pretty good idea that I know That's what I'm talking one. about. I have a pretty good idea that I don't know what I'm talking about. So with the God existing or not existing, I have a pretty good idea that. So if you're a, a agnostic creationist, you have a pretty good idea that he does exist. If you're an agnostic atheist, you have a pretty good idea that he doesn't exist. But we're not acknowledging that none of us know because we don't know. We'll find out when we die or we won't. <laughs> you know, that's kind of a little fucking point. You know, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Right. Whole point. Anyways, I'm, so I'm telling him like, because he's talking about like offensive humor and offensive jokes. And I'm like, dude, nothing is off limits. He's like, dude, there's some, there's shit that's off limits. You shouldn't just go too far. You can't talk about shit. And I'm like, okay, what's the most offensive thing you can think of? And he's like, you know, saying too long the answer, like, okay, I gotta cut him off because I'm not having, I'm not doing this. <clears throat> so, like, child porn, child molestation, child rape, child, that's the most offensive thing. I give him, like, off the top of my head, I give him, like, three, four jokes about child kitty shit, right? <laughs> you know? And, and, he's, and he's laughing for, like, two of them. So he's like, all right, you got me. You know, like, <laughs> that's funny. All right, never mind. I take it back. You, you made some offense the most offensive shit. So, and I'm like, if that's if that's okay to laugh at, then nothing should be off limits. Anything is is free form as long as you make it funny enough. Because here's my point on that: like, if you can make it funny enough, then you're clear. If you but if you make a joke about something offensive and it doesn't land, you're fucked. you're on your own. You're fucked. You're on your own. You're fucked because the reaction's gonna be that. So, quote unquote. Uh, Kathy Griffin's uh, headless, bloodless. Trump oh, the Trump one, yeah. That she I quote unquote that. claimed that was all before comedy. I mean, though, I don't think so. But 
dude, you made a joke. You could, you, you know, like I said, her, that was just a backtracking thing. I think she tried to make a political statement. That yeah, she fucked up. She yeah. fucked up. But yeah. it didn't land. Yeah. You can make your funny shit, but if it's offensive and it lands, you're all right. If it's offensive and it doesn't land, fuck, you're fucked, bitch. Fuck you. So the joke I had was about, um, like, what's up with the, what's up with, it was like a priest joke. Uh, what's up? <clears throat> all right, let me just do something. What's up with, dude? Okay, what's up with all these fucking another yet yeah, another story about a priest molesting or having sex with another young boy, mm-hmm. altar boy? When are we gonna finally admit to ourselves where the blame really lies? How many years, decades, centuries are we gonna have to ha- take without assigning real blame? With these sexy ass little boys, right? <laughs> I mean, these, you know, flaunting their shit around. You know? Okay, so that's a joke. <laughs> I do remember this. Okay. So that's a joke. I think I've said it to you before. <laughs> so that's a joke. Okay, so like, okay. You, uh, you know, I get serious for a second and you're like, oh shit, is this, is he really asking me? I don't know. <laughs> then, that, that's a very effective way to just set up the joke. Exactly. Where they, like you said, they don't see it coming. It's the surprise factor. It's the awkward Absolutely. factor. You don't want to laugh factor, but it, but it hits you. So like, okay, cool. So, there you go. So if you go like, and that's how I got him. That's how I got him mm-hmm. laughing on this one. Like, yeah, see, I told you fucking pervert. You, I can't believe you're laughing at a fucking, uh, an offensive, you know, <laughs> Kid molestation joke. How dare you? Dude, nothing, nothing, oh, nothing man. worse to me than child fucking, you know, molestation or child rape. But if you can make fun of that, you make fun of that. And you just, you literally, I don't know. Uh, to me, like I said, nothing is off limits. That's the whole point of comedy. But make sure it's funny. If it's not, I'll applaud you for the attempt. But if it's not funny, I'm not going to back you up when other people crucify you for it. Like, you didn't make it funny. <laughs> That's your fault, man. Like the court jester, right? Like either you make the king laugh or off with his head, right? I've said it before, though. The only person that was allowed to tell the king the truth was the jester. Why? Because he hid it between comedy. The fool was the one with that spoke the truth. Hmm. You know, the best way to put it. Can we end it there? That's 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 a good one. That's a good one, man. (laughs) Love, thank you very much. Many more. We promise you folks, many more to come. Um... Appreciate you for staying along. Hopefully, you guys got a chance to catch up on all our episodes. We got some good stuff coming through your way. All That's right, all we do. This has been Sneezing Booze, and we're... To my nope. This has been Sneezing Booze, and we're bringing your tears, fears, and pretty good fears. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. It's been a while. <laughs> yes.